dire bonjour à n'importe qui, n'importe qui, et ce fut toi, je t'ai dit n'importe quoi, il suffisait de te parler pour t'apprivoiser. Oh Welcome, welcome, faithful listeners, to Pod Tony number 55. Uh, joining us today, in lieu of Tiff Chow and what we thought would be Aaron Lindy, but is currently uh, Jim Sterling, who may be asleep. He may be joining us later, but don't hold out hope. Um, Aaron Lindy? What? Topher Cantler? What? And Ashley Davis. What? You fucking unoriginal cunts. Yeah. Aaron does one thing, you just all fall in line. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to be cool. <laughs> no, I got this Peer job. pressure. Peer pressure is a bitch. Um, as you guys know, or maybe you don't, I don't know if Topher or Ashley actually listen to the podcast. But anyway, um, <laughs> we start with games of the week. So I thought that's what we would talk about. <laughs> what have you guys been playing this week? Uh, Ashley, you want to go first because you're the new kid? Uh, I guess so. I guess I will. Um, well, I actually, I, I don't really buy a whole lot of new games very often, but this week I just, I got a lot of stuff for some reason. Like, um, Wednesday I bought Lost Winds, which was very excellent, but, uh, I mean, worth the money, but it was still way too short, and of course I'm already finished with that. Um... And, oh, um, and yesterday I went out and finally got uh, Boom Blocks. And, wow, just, I yeah. mean, I... Is that game actually... It, it, it's, it's so much fun. No I, I Yeah, it, it's, wow. it's great. It's basically like if Jesus came back finally and the first <laughs> order of business he made was to it make just... a game about knocking down blocks. It seems like the biggest joke to me. Not not that you know, just just that Steven Spielberg set out to make a game and then actually succeeded. Like it, that's something about that seems well, I'm like sure, so I'm sure hurt. he had nothing to do with it. Like yeah, probably not. Yeah. It's, I mean, the same way that it's like Steven Spielberg presents Tiny Toon Adventures. I doubt he was in there like slaving over scripts. <laughs> what can Plucky Duck say that's really funny and it will connect with the kids? Like I don't think he. I like to think that every Steven Spielberg presents is always a product of like him getting really drunk and it's like, hey guys, check it. What if we had like. <laughs> A game where you just blew up some blocks, and then like kids that are based off of the Looney Tunes can come in every day. Yeah, <laughs> they're three crazy kids, and they live in the Warner Brothers water tower. It's going to be brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but I mean, no, continue, Ashley. Um, but uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't played through it too much because I've I've been you know getting ready to move out of my house and stuff at the end of the week. But um, I mean, it it's just. Uh, when I play that game, the smile on my face, I, I probably look like such a retard, but it's <laughs> its so good. It's so good. I mean... <laughs> that is adorable. It, <laughs> oh, man. I don't mean to be... Nobody's going to take me seriously now. Nobody ever would take you seriously. You're a woman on a gaming website. That's true, but yeah. still, I, I might have had a little sliver of hope, but now that's just ruined. Yeah, yeah don't sweat but, about oh, well. it. As long as it's gone. Well, yeah, just bear in mind the more exposure you get, like the only response that you're probably going to get, the larger that it gets, is going to just be people looking up at you with one cocked eye and just going, Tits? <laughs> Tits? <laughs> Tits, please. Yeah. Um, Aaron, what about you? Did you play anything interesting? Uh, no. I, I've been really busy. 
kind of this week. I, I actually did like regular normal things for the Memorial Day weekend. I went to a park, and it, there was sun and uh, uh, like trees and shit. You're using words um, I don't understand. Yeah, I know, I know. Like I actually like tried to do the good boyfriend thing, and and basically just hung out with my girlfriend all weekend, and we ordered a shitload of Thai food, and then I shat fire for like three days. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's true. I, you know, I, I've 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 you know raised myself up. I I played shitting out Thai hot food is essentially what it was. Five stars of fucking fury, motherfucker. <laughs> like it was it was horrifying. Um, but uh, I've actually been playing a lot of my uh, like. Game Boy Advance SP. Like, I just whipped, you know, whipped it out and just said, okay, sure, I'll play, you know, Mario Tennis or something, and finally beat it this time, which is kind of cool. And um, I'm getting into Golden Sun again, which I never played more than, like, 20 minutes of, sadly, because it's it's really great. Um, and I, I played, the weird thing is I played, like, 20 minutes of the original and then, like, eight hours of the sequel and never finished either. Um, so, yeah. Which is odd, considering they're, you know, they directly follow one another, but so, yeah. I've been lazy as far as games go this week, but I'm get to play Left 4 Dead tomorrow. So That's I hope you awesome. fucking die. Have I mentioned that lately? Like I hope something really horrible happens to you, and then just like by sheer chance, I'm around to see it. Like we meet each other at E3, but then like a light falls down and just like crushes you, like and your head goes like through your your torso and then comes out the bottom. So you're still sort of staring at me while you're conscious, and then <laughs> and then I basically get to wear your skin like you're like a cut you open like a tauntaun, wear it, and then go into Valve and be like, hey, let me play Left 4 Dead for three hours straight, and they'll go yes. Because you're Aaron Lindy. Hey, um, Anthony, did I mention that uh, this is the third time that I've... Uh, I hope you uh, fucking die. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to be, uh, be playing the, uh, the playable undead characters, yeah. which is going to be... Yeah. Well, you know, I guess. It's all right. You know? it's like a world, was it a world exclusive, as how you phrased it to me? No, <laughs> probably not. I don't know. It's just... No, because um, I think I think you actually did say that just because you knew it would twist my nipples in just the right way. Oh no, no, no. Well, the idea is that um, we've been bugging them for that for a while, uh, me and the other Shack News guys, and and uh, they're having a, a Steamworks thing tomorrow uh, presentation. But I'm going in early to play the game. If whether or not they have actual other people like coming in early <clears throat> to play the game, I'm, I'm not sure. I'll find out tomorrow. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go do that. It's gonna be pretty sweet. All right, and so you're gonna be a class or something. <laughs> Yeah, I actually am for my last one of my last days of fucking bullshit film classes. That's yeah. so awesome. I'm gonna and, and I'm gonna be stab you to death. Yeah, and I'm gonna be mauling my way through the bloodthirsty undead. It's gonna be fucking I'm awesome. You in front of Gabe Newell. Um, <laughs> Topher, what have you been playing? I've been playing this awesome game where I I take some of the greatest video games ever made and uh, put them all into a box so that I can move. So it's like what Ashley was playing. Pretty much, yeah. Except not as lazy. Yeah. I don't even. I don't it's, have my uh, video games packed up yet. That's the last thing to go. At least you got your priorities in order. Yeah. I've Wait, was that it? Everything but my Dreamcast. And so, have you, you played anything, anything at all yeah. this week, or? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> um. Yeah, let's move on into our news stories. Um. Oh, wait, no, I didn't say what I was playing. Yeah. Uh, everybody cares. Uh, what, what was the thing? Oh, yeah, okay. Yes. So I was, playing, I, was playing a bunch of, <laughs> I was playing a bunch of random video games this week. It doesn't really matter. But I wanted to share something that occurred to me um, while I was watching Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the, of the Crystal Skull. And I didn't think it would occur to me, but I thought it was relevant because of how much, you know, we talk about Metal Gear Solid on this podcast. And, um, you know, how on the Metal Gear Solid episode I, I bitched, as, you know, most bitches do, 
about the fact that you don't get to play Solid Snake in Metal Gear Solid 2, and that the only cool part is when he goes up and goes, no, that is not Solid Snake, and, you know, that sort of stuff. And um, there's a moment in Indiana Jones uh, 4 where the movie is really, really bad, and it's it starts... Well, I guess it starts at the very beginning of the movie and it ends when the movie fucking ends because this is one of the worst movies I've seen in, in a long, long, long time. But there's this one part where Indiana Jones isn't on screen for like 30 seconds just by sheer accident of editing. And like Shia LaBeouf's doing his thing like sword fighting in the most horribly CG choreographed sword fight ever with Kate Blanchett. And like just for a second, you forget Indiana Jones is there. And then out of nowhere, he drives up and like does his solid snake thing and like saves Shia LaBeouf and stuff. And like for the first time ever, I realized or I thought that maybe it would actually be of benefit if Indiana Jones had stolen Metal Gear Solid 2's uh, format and had Indy in the background and, and followed this new guy just because it makes Indy seem a lot more cooler without having to actually having to do anything. So I don't know if I'm saying I was wrong for, for, for bitching at Metal Gear Solid 2, but it's certainly that, that, that storytelling me is a lot more powerful than I had given it credit for uh, initially, even when we were talking about on, on Podtoy. That's all I really had to say. I was playing some random shit, but it doesn't matter. Uh, okay, so first off this week, the teaser trailer for Beyond Good and Evil 2 came out, and we were talking about rumors about it before. Yeah, like we <laughs> talked about it last week, just sort of vaguely about, oh, it's going to be cool if they actually do make it. We were all really skeptical, but now there's a teaser. So I think Topher's response may have given it away, but what do you guys, what do you think? Topher, go ahead. I think they fucking better finish it and do it. <laughs> you know it's going to get canceled, right? Don't uh, say don't. that. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm anti-jinxing it. Is what I'm doing. Oh, there I'm, you go. Uh, okay. and, and also just trying to make sure that you know, because well, shit, the last time that we talked about it, um, Anthony, right? Like, I, I didn't I say something along the lines of like, I'm not going to get my hopes up. I'm not going to exactly. get my hopes up. And now, like, one of the coolest teaser trailers <laughs> that I've ever seen comes out. It's actually <laughs> like funny and like really illustrates like a really cool world that I so want to find out what the fuck the deal is. And oh my god, it's so great and it looks really pretty. And my hopes are really, really high, but now I'm just like, no, that game's fucking doomed. Like, uh, Michelle Ansel's going to die in a car accident or something, and they're just going to cancel it out of respect or something like that, you know, because <laughs> my luck is just not that good. Ashley, what do you think? Were you familiar with the first game? Um, I, I only got to play it very briefly. I never owned it. Um, but, I mean, I'm not sure if, if you really have... I don't know how to say this. I, I still, I can still appreciate the, the, this new trailer without having played all the way through the first game. Like it, it just looks, it looks incredibly gorgeous. And from what little I've I've played from the first game, I mean, <laughs> it looks amazing and and so, looks like something to be really excited about. But it I, does look very nice for a video of a pig snorting. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm surprised so many people are getting excited as this trailer in and of itself. Because I was excited just because it's Beyond Good and Evil Two and its footage, but like the actual content of the trailer is just it's page, yeah, like snorting flies as if they were so much cocaine. And I mean, and we don't know for certain if that if those graphics are actually in engine. I mean, they we, they might be, maybe, but oh, we they're don't know not. For sure, there's no way. Yeah, I mean, I, I heard no rumors way. from people who were very very excited for the game. I assume, but like. Did you guys actually find the actual content of the trailer to be like funny and interesting and enticing? Well, and yeah, talk, right. I, I yeah. think that. Yeah, yeah. I think that the um, <clears throat> it, it accomplishes the goal well. I mean, it, normally I, I could give a shit about teasers like Christ, the Prince of Persia te- teaser. When I saw that at Ubi Days the other week, 
I wanted to kill myself because that was just like eh, the fucking swords. Yeah, just shit's going. Yeah, kill some shit. You know, like who? You've shown essentially the whole game with that. But what's really great about the teaser that we saw today was like it. It really uh, sort of gets you thinking, like, what the fuck is going on? Because it's so different from what's in Beyond Good and Evil One. That's obviously not Hillis, which is the world that. Um, Beyond Good Evil One takes place in, which is kind of a you know water covered planet. There's a lot of you know all of your transportation is by boat, you know. And here they are in yeah. the middle of this big fucking desert on this stretch of lonely highway with a broken down car, you know. All of which sort of you know it, the, the environment that they're in and the circumstances that they're in it, it, like pose an inherent question, you know. So it, immediately you're like, what the fuck's going on? And uh, it it you know. Just seeing Paige, you know, like, uh, realize to that degree was just so cool. Because Paige is one of my favorite characters in games. He's just fucking awesome. And you can see Jade sitting on the back of the card. You know, like it said. Yeah, yeah. But you don't see her face. Yeah. Even like, there's, yeah. another one, there's another one coming up, with, probably with her. And probably, yeah. It's kind of interesting. Um, what do you guys... There's. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of going to skip ahead to a, a reader question here, I guess, when I say this. But uh, And while you guys are answering, I'll figure out who the fuck actually said it because I'm a really bad host. But one of them was asking, actually asking, like, what would you like to see in a Beyond Good and Evil next-gen game that we didn't see in the last one? Don't say next-gen. This gen. This gen. <laughs> you're, you're filling Jim's void very well. Very yeah, yeah. Well done. yeah. Or did I ask this last week, the last time we talked about this? Is that what I did? Because that feels familiar. I, I don't know. I wasn't here last week. Okay, Adam says show. Adam says no, so I'm taking Adam's word as gospel. But like, yeah, is there anything you guys like actually thought could have been improved upon, which is going to tie into our next topic? But was there anything you guys could actually improve upon in terms of what you saw with the first Beyond Good and Evil? I just want more of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. More of, it was kind of short. I mean, I want more of what I already had. Yeah, I I'd like I, to see a little more variety in combat. Um... It's probably like someone less... making you a really awesome ice cream sundae, and they're like, okay, now what do you want for the next one? No, <laughs> I want the rest of that. <laughs> I don't want, That's... you know, like donuts or whatever you've got behind the counter there. I'd, I'd really yeah. like a resolved story this time, too. I, you know, no more cliffhangers. Yeah. Just, right. yeah. Because I... God knows this is never going to happen again. Ubisoft is not yeah. the kind of company, you know. And as much as I'd like to think that the hype for the first, you know, just like the post-mortem hype, you know, when after it came out and it fucking bombed, because those dumbasses released it against Splinter Cell and Prince of Persia, those douchebags, and, you know, <clears throat> it bombed, and then everyone was like, no, you have no idea how great this game is, and then it suddenly got all this, you know, this huge rise in esteem, and now everyone's really, really, really uh, excited about the second one. I hope, I don't think that can happen again. If this one bombs, it's just not going to happen, so I just hope it does well so we can have more of it. It's yeah, the one franchise that give it one of the dumbest be. titles in the history of gaming, too. I'm sorry, I love the game, but yeah. that's a really stupid. Title. Isn't it like a Nietzsche reference or something? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. I don't but know. I, what I, no, is. I think it's great, but it's but it's not what people expect. Yeah, you know, like people would rather be called like fucking you know, Jade's Adventure or some bullshit yeah. like that. You know, or, uh, I don't know. It's it's, I it's like it's, there's no it's like there's no reason for it to be called Bioshock. I, it has nothing to do with the actual fucking story. It just sounds like something looks good on a fucking box. Like, it should be called Rapture, but no, it's called Bioshock. Yeah. Well, I'm not asking for it to be called Pigs of War or anything like that. I just think, you know... I would buy that, because then it infers that it's only little, about Paige. It's a little um, ordinary and not very interesting. I can dig that. Um, 
that discussion topic actually leads into something uh, Tiff actually suggested that we do on on uh, Podtoid. Now, on Destructoid, we have uh, a monthly musing article, which is basically every month I suggest something that the C bloggers should talk about and discuss and write essays on. And then they do, and if you write something good, then it goes up onto the uh, front page. And to sort of promote that, since we're at the last week of this month, promote whatever we're doing next month, which I will unveil the first day of the next month, um, I thought we could talk about our own personal takes on this theme on Podtoid amongst ourselves. And this month's theme was if you love it, change it, which is basically, you know, it's very easy to say what should be improved in something like Assassin's Creed or Halo or things that, you know, people like generally but are very, very flawed. But are there any franchises that you guys really, really love that you think I can improve something about this or something could possibly be improved? Because there's obviously no such thing as a perfect game. So how do you make that perfect game within a franchise you already love? Have any of you uh, put any, any thought into this? No. I let the developers do the thinking for me. <laughs> No, sorry, go ahead. I'm so constantly. Oh no, I just was just making a crack that I, I let the developers do the thinking for me, which is why I'm so constantly disappointed. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, uh, Anthony. Well, why don't you start us off? Because obviously you thought a lot more about this than we have. So you tell sure. us. Sure. Um, I was thinking about Metal Gear Solid, and it's it's obviously too late for it to matter if this is going to be Snake's last game, but um. As much as I love everything that it does with its cutscenes and the fact that it actually has some of the few really great cutscenes in, in you know video game history, I wish they would just cut down on them because there's so many cool moments. They're like they're like a few cool moments where they actually integrate what's going on in the story with what you're doing as Snake, and I just don't see the the re- you know we we've heard that that Metal Gear Solid Four is going to have cutscenes that last 90 minutes uh, without any gameplay interruption. And it's like, is there really? Is that really necessary? Yeah, but that's, that's, an uncon- that's an unconfirmed rumor at best, though. I mean, yeah, I know, but I mean, like, it, it, the, the fact is that when I heard that, it didn't seem that out of place for me, based on what I saw in, you know, Metal Gear Solid Two, where it's like a twenty-minute cutscene that's interrupted by three seconds where you have to switch to your mask, and then you get another twenty minutes of cutscene. It's like, I don't. I, 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 as much as I love what Hideo Kojima does with the cinematic aspects of those games, it's like, what, what, what Valve is doing, or what you know. <laughs> Ken Levine is doing with, with interactive storytelling is so much more interesting in terms of player immersion. But at the same time, I'm not going to complain if Metal Gear Solid 4 is chalked to the fucking brim of, of cutscenes. I just, I just think there could, you could go a little bit further in terms of integrating the cutscenes in the gameplay. Okay. I mean, does that, does that inspire any sort of anything you could think <laughs> about that you could change? And this is the worst segment that has ever been on Podtoid. Oh, no, yep. no. Um, maybe in the history of the world. And I'm actually counting <laughs> when, when Rob hosted in that timeline. Okay, Does well, any- no, no. Here, I'll, I'll bring something up then. I'd, okay, good. Okay, um, well, okay, this is just something that it has been kind of on my mind as of late. If only because things are starting to change, but I'd like them to change more. Um, with the Wii and the DS, we've seen a, a, a shitload of the... Um, you know, I've got this awesome new toy. I need to exploit its uh, capabilities to the fullest. And so you have a lot of games that, that make a lot of use of the motion controls on the Wii and the uh, stylus aspect of the DS. Um, I I really shat my pants when I played <clears throat> uh, Twilight Princess. Or not Twilight Princess, um, Phantom Hourglass. Because of the fact that a lot of the, uh, the, the stylus controls were novel, but it's the idea where they're like, oh, you can make your own map. You know, you can you can draw on your map and keep notes and shit. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome because then I can remember <laughs> things like you know, 
like where where I need you know like one of the things that always pissed me off about Zelda was like well you know I found here's a here's a hole in the wall that I can bomb but I don't have any bombs right now and I'm gonna forget where the fuck it is by the time I come back um uh or you know by the time I actually go get bombs but the thing about the thing about uh Phantom Hourglass is that like it was all this shit where it's basically you had to write stuff down you'd go two screens to the right and it would be like press the sacred buttons stones in this order three four three two one and so you'd have to fucking write that down because you know then you have to go like eight screens over or whatever and then just do it like it's it's uh puzzles and 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 uh um actions that are based around that mechanic and a lot of ds games do this um and a lot of wii games do it and i'm i'm kind of like i want to just see i think just in general this is not so much about a particular kind of game but just you know I would just like to see a renaissance of fucking straight gameplay games. Like, really simple, really simplistic gameplay that doesn't bank on any sort of, you know, just give me a 2D side-scroller or some shit. Just something simple. Um, quit, quit, you know, getting all... And, and the notion that the, you know, the Xbox 360 is going to be getting its own um, uh, uh, motion-controlled... Um, oh, and our producer says Contra 4. I know, but I, I want more. That's, you know, WayForward did, did well with that, but that, they're just one among very, very many. Um, but like, uh, you know, with the Xbox supposedly going to get that, uh, the, the Darwin motion control thing and with all the little shoehorned, you know, six axis controls, I'm just like, stop it. Just leave it alone. Just, just take a step back and just do what you know how to do. And then we can play with that shit later with some gimmicky game. Don't, don't fuck up the games that I actually like with it. So that's, that's my point of contention. If I could change anything about anything, it would just be the DS and Wii libraries at large. Sounds good. I mean, this asshole's um, root Okami. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I can still feel your anger from that. From that yeah, rant. I know. Um, <laughs> Ashley or Topher, do you guys have anything to add? Um, All right, well, f- I, I, I don't think I do. Actually, I was, I was actually writing something for um, this monthly musing, and if I say anything, I can't <laughs> post what I was ra- going to post. Well, okay. Give us a little, no, no, it's, it's alright. Yeah, I guess. I, 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 it's like this is usually brought up in Podtoid just because none of the actual Destructoid editors ever write anything for the, yeah. for the shit. So it's like we didn't expect somebody proactive to actually be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I get a free pass out of this one. <laughs> That's fair. Topher, do you have anything? I was just thinking more in terms of hardware and that sort of thing. I didn't know you were going to pull the whole. Uh, That's cool. You know, franchise. No, that's no, that's 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 perfectly fine. What do you want to see? I want to see a 360 controller with a better uh, better D-pad. I want to see a yes. PS3 that comes with a DualShock 3 instead of a fucking six-axis. I want to see a Wii with a hard drive in it instead of. I mean, are you kidding me? 512 megabytes. That's like right. I have I have photos of puppies bigger than that on my hard drive. Like that's ridiculous. So just little things like that, I think, that would be relatively easy to fix. I can dig it. Um, I actually forgot to read this week's sonnet uh, because I'm an asshole. But this week's sonnet's theme was uh, aggressively sexist, uh, which was basically an excuse just to insult Tiff. But Tiff's not here. So I found it very difficult to pick a favorite because so many of these I, – I really have to commend you guys that all wrote songs because they're all really, really funny because they're all incredibly sexist and incredibly mean. And I couldn't I, – I had a really hard time choosing, choosing one to read on the air. But um, I'm going to go with Antrogers. 
Uh, and I'm just going to read it now. And again, as always, the music you're about to hear is, is by Nye the Gamer, who was a badass for making it in the first place. Slaving away in the kitchen tonight, working on a meal that's sure to please all. You would think that Tiff was involved in a fight. She's just cooking, though it sounds like a brawl. Cutting carrots with incredible wrath, preparing a meal, her womanly role, destroying all food that stands in her path, aggressively washing out the salad bowl. Later, she will vacuum and clean up the place. Sexism dictates that it is her job. Serving her man with a smile on her face, making things tidy, then bobbing his knob. Aggressively sexist. (laughs) (laughs) Aggressively... Yeah, I know. Uh, aggressively Texas, Tiff slaving away, pleasing her family all night and all day. But yeah, again, if you if you can check out the original pod that I post and read all of them because they're all really really funny. I have to I have to commend you guys. Um, but we'll just go ahead and jump into the next bit of actual news. I'm glad uh, you were, you were on the, the cast for this one, Topher, because I'm you are RetroForce Go resident RetroForce Go's resident Xbox Live Arcade guy. And they, Microsoft just now announced that they're going to start delisting certain titles that, that meet certain criteria. And, and um, what do you think about that? Because I know certain like, – like Luke Bernard was complaining that, that Microsoft has enough money. They don't need to do this and that it could remove some really great games. I mean what do, what do you think about the criteria you're, they're using? Do you think this is a good thing or a bad thing, Topher? Well, initially I want to say that I think it's fucking fantastic. But um, after I had thought about it, I was like, well, they're – because they had the list released, you know, and like Trigger Heart Excel is on there, and um, I don't know, Arcadian Warriors, which wasn't really that bad. And um, I kind of didn't, I wasn't sure how to feel about it, but then Hamza posted that the delisted games would still be available. Is that correct? Yeah, it's like if you if you get it through the tele-friend option or something like that, you can still get it from people. It's, it, I, I think they're not, they're not completely banning people from receiving them, period, is what's being said or something by major nelson on major nelson's blog yeah so i'm i'm kind of all for it because there's a lot of crap on that list not even I in mean, the smallest part of your heart will you miss yaris no i'm sorry not even a little just to have an enemy just to have something you could hate permanently that's on xbox on i'm the sure they will come up with something much worse before next week is even here <laughs> and i will have to play it so that i can talk about it I can tell but you. I th- yeah, I think it's a great idea. I think they should have done it a long time ago, and I think more companies should be doing it. I right mean, on. if there's stuff there's it's just sitting there, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. more shit for me to scroll through to get to something that I might actually be interested in. I think it's a great idea. Uh, Aaron or Tiff, or, oh, I'm sorry, that was awful. Aaron <laughs> or Ashley Davis, not Tiff Chow. Um, what do you guys think? Um... I'm going to have to agree with Topher on that. I mean, I well, I'm I'm still pretty new to the Xbox. I've only had it for a couple of months now and um XBLA was really a big selling point for it. Um and there there is a lot of crap on there. There really is and a lot of it I wouldn't mind seeing it go to tell you the truth, but um and I don't. I don't think that's in any way too harsh, and I don't think that a lot of that stuff will be missed. I don't know though. I I haven't played a lot of it. Um, well, a lot of the crappy stuff. But that's just me. Another thing is there. There are a lot of games on there that um, might sound interesting from the description, and you might download the demo. Maybe the demo is fun, and then you find out that the whole game is just more of the demo. Yeah, I think you know stranglehold. Yeah, it it kind of um, 
cuts down on the number of people who are going to be tricked into buying shitty games also. You know what I mean? If there's some sort right. of standard being set for, like, what is going to show up, and God knows that's a good thing. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of like a... I, I don't know. I, I tend to be in a buyer beware sort of, you know, scenario where if someone ends up buying a stupid fucking game, you know what? Do your research, and, and if you bought... If you buy Yi Air Kung Fu, you deserve to lose your money. Like, if you play, if you play the demo and say, like, well, boy, howdy, I want to play more of that, yes. You deserve to be punched in the face and your wallet just stripped from you and given to me so I can spend it on hookers or something. Like, that's just... That's just ridiculous. Um, it worries me because I... Uh, you know... The, the fact that they take Metacritic into account makes me happy, but I don't trust reviewers because I am one. And, um, and, uh, and, and, you know, so I'm glad they're using multiple factors. And I know that the really, that, you know, the honestly good games are probably in no danger of getting pulled. But I think the last time I saw like a rundown of it, um, uh, Mr. Driller Online was on there. And I know like it wasn't the yeah, perfect game. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't the perfect game. game and it wasn't like it didn't sell very well. But fuck, goddammit, I at least want the I want people to have the option of buying that game because it's a great game. I think, like, that's what I don't understand is that is that they're really I, I really don't think that Microsoft has anything to lose by leaving stuff up there, even the year kung fu's and shit. Um, I forget who it was, but I remember reading something in the in the wake of it. I think it was on MTV Multiplayer. Some guy, some dude on some site saying something about this, um, and who basically said that there's there's really no room for you know it's. Uh, Quality over quantity doesn't matter in the digital distribution age, you know, because, you know, there's, it's, it's not a matter of, like, um, having to clear off retail shelving space. It's not a matter of wanting to give stuff good eye level. You know, everything is always available for everybody, you know, and if you know what you're looking for, if you just want to browse, you can. Um, the games really aren't competing for, you know, prime real estate insofar as the consumer is concerned, so... I don't see why it's that big a deal just to leave it up. But then again, you know, again, I'm 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 fine with the idea of losing like Yi Air Kung Fu and shit. But the idea of, of Mr. Driller and possibly some other decent games that just re- sold really poorly because no one knew what they were, you know, kind of makes me sad. Like like Trigger Heart Excelica and shit. Right. Good point. So I think I, what they probably should have done was just take all that crap and then rather than really throwing it away, is is just put it somewhere else, hide it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Un- put under it, under a like ta- under a tag like um, yeah. you know shittier games you might be interested in. <laughs> but, you know, not call it something that I would call it. They have to call it, like, greatest hits or, like, un- forgotten hits. So rather than throw them in the garbage with, you know, the banana peels and, and coffee grounds, they could put it in the trash with, the, you know, old bank statements and, like, loose change and that sort of thing. There you go. Starbucks cups, and, you know. Right. Where it's still retrievable. Yeah. I can dig it. Um... Oh, before I forget, Tablet was the one who asked, uh, were there any problems with Beyond Good and Evil? Tablet. Uh, no. Moving on, on to our he next... doesn't recognition for that. <laughs> what? That was a good question. It takes balls yeah. to, to, to look at something that's viewed as a cult classic and to be like, hey, was there anything shitty about it that should be different? Because most people don't have the balls to do that. Um, the title I... and the cover art. <laughs> okay, no. uh, all right, fair I enough. will agree that the cover art is shitty because she's holding her camera, which makes it seem like it's going to be some sort of friendly... Take pictures of animals game. Well, yeah, is- and you know what the best part about it is that the uh, on the back of the box too, it's like all the screenshots are pictured in like rolls of film, you know, undeveloped rolls of film, and that the uh, the, um, uh, the 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 little the sizzle line on the back is expose the conspiracy, capture the truth, you know, <laughs> be lonely and alone in a dark room, you know, that kind of. <laughs> sh- 
I remember picking that up at the store when it came out and looking at it and thinking, I wasn't yeah. interested. It wasn't until later that, you know, someone told me, no, it's really good, that I even right. tried it. Yeah, well, you know. Based on, based on the cover art and the title, I, I never would have picked it up. I wouldn't have even thought of playing it. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's certainly not the first game to be the victim of really shitty cover art. I mean, remember what Eco looked like? True, Eco. I was, that was going to be my example. <laughs> well, and and Topher, yeah. see, this is great because I can actually talk to you about shoot 'em ups because you're here, and that makes me so happy. You, <laughs> I'm I'm assuming you uh, you're familiar with Mobile Light Force too, right? Yep. Yeah, that's you know that's uh, for anyone who doesn't know that's that's Castle Shikigami, um, yep. which later appeared in its actual localized form with its proper name and shit on the PS2 is Castle Shikigami 2 and then on the Wii is Castle Shikigami 3 and they're both really great they're all three of them are really great games yeah but the, uh, um, the I forget the name of the publisher it was like XA or some bullshit and uh, they basically bought um, what was it Gunbird on the PS1 and then Castle Shikigami on the PS2 and then made them both games called Mobile Light Force mm-hmm. and gave them really fucking hilariously awful cover art of these three <laughs> Charlie Angels looking chicks running around yeah. with guns and the cool thing is, with the minute you pop in the game, it's this anime explosion from which they've stripped the entire story because apparently that makes it a little more like Charlie's Angels horrors running around with guns. Um, yeah, which is a shame because yeah. they're such fantastic, fantastic shooters. Yeah, I yeah, love those games. Oh, who right. Except for that puzzle thing in the one part of the stupid ass. You know what I'm talking about with the blocks that you have to shoot through, and it's pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay, so a new Oddworld game is coming out in the same week that we get definitive proof that, that Beyond Good and Evil will have to be cancelled in order to not exist. Um, and, I mean, it, I'm really just looking as, a, as an excuse to talk about the Oddworld games because they're in, I guess, what, 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 uh, what I would call, what Topher coined on Retroforce Go as, as Retro Limbo because they're PS1. I mean, the first, one, the first two were on the PS1. And they're not really new enough in terms of gameplay to be considered contemporary, but they're not old enough to be considered retro. Yet we all still remember them. They're in like retro limbo. And I was wondering if, I mean, how you guys felt about the, the previous games and how you feel about this announcement that we're going to get a new one that's going to get one step closer to completing the, I think, the Quintology, whatever. I think maybe five games. I'm not sure. Um, Aaron, did you ever play the old ones? Yes. Yes, I did. Um, <clears throat> well, I, I'd like to, to just. Briefly, I want to take a quick survey of everyone who's here. Like, who who has all played any of the Oddworld games? I played the first uh, two. Yeah, me too. I played a little bit of the second one when it okay. came out. See, I never I, played I, um, Munch's Odyssey or or yeah. Stranger's Wrath. Yeah, it's the the thing about the games. What I really like about them is the fact that none of them really um, they, they don't stick to any one particular brand of gameplay. Like. Uh, um, the original, you know, Abe's Odyssey and Abe's Exodus were both these almost weird, um, neighborhood-esque, like, almost puzzle action game, side-scrolling kind of deals. Um, they were really imaginative in, in, uh, both their composition and their gameplay. Um, really humorous, really fucking, you know, fun games, but, you know, widely overlooked. Although that's probably not the high point of the series for me. I thought they were okay. It was a good start, but, um, but, and Munch's Odyssey was, um, uh, eh, eh, it was all right. I mean, like the thing is, I, it's weird because I love the series, but there's I love the universe, but there's only one game out of all of them that I'd I would, without a, a moment's hesitation, recommend, and that's uh, Stranger's Wrath, which was on the Xbox. That's the last one that was released. It was uh, out in 2005, 
And that one is more of a third-person action shooter kind of game, and it's it's fucking incredible. But the thing about all of these games is that, um, you know, when you play all of them, you know, despite their faults, um, there's this really incredible universe that you that you can piece together through all these games that that come to you from different viewpoints and different characters to make up this this complete experience that is Oddworld, and that's what makes it so ridiculously satisfying for me. Um, is that everything in every single game you see elements of the other games and you get really excited about it and shit. So, um, I, you know, it's it's hard to recommend people to go dig up a copy of Abe's uh, Odyssey. Not so hard to uh, ask someone to say, you know, say something like, you know, go play Munch's Odyssey or definitely go fucking play Stranger's Wrath. But it's worth noting at this point that we have no idea what kind of game uh, the new Oddworld game is going to be. But given their history of constantly, you know, reimagining the game, you know, with these new installments and going in a completely different angle when it comes to the gameplay, it's it's really hard to imagine where they're going to go, where they're going to take it, you know? Right. It's a dating uh, sim. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, Ashley and Topher, what do, you, what do you guys think? Ashley first. Oh, okay. Um, well, I've, I've only played the first two games. I, I didn't know... I didn't know Stranger's Wrath was... was that good. I mean, I, I, I adore the first two games, and like the first time I saw Stranger's Wrath, like you know, it's something almost. Well, it looks to be something almost completely different from the first games, and so I just I wasn't sure that I might have to go pick that up now. But um, and and Aaron, I hate you for making the the connection to the neverhood because i was totally gonna say that same thing <laughs> like <laughs> um but the thing yeah the thing that i like the most about those games would have to be the universe that they're set in too and and for the record i think abe's voice is adorable oh yeah yeah that is another thing about it is that yeah the voice acting in all the games is really great mm-hmm it's just a really well put. I mean, it it's like the epitome of the sort of game that I love the most. I I well, the first two games like that sort of puzzleish sort of thing. That that's really what I dig on a lot. Um, like, but, like puzzle hybrid with other genres. Yeah, yeah, puzzle anything really, but. Um, just it's been it's been so long since I've played any of them though because I don't own any simlets to a PlayStation or a PlayStation Two anymore and I haven't for a long time. See, um, she's saying that to make me guilty, feel guilty because I'm gonna send you one. <laughs> Every time you bring no, it up, I die a little inside because I'm like, oh man, PS2 and PS1 have some of the best libraries ever. Shit, I need to go to the post office. <laughs> you know, it's hard being philanthropic. I know, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 awful being me. Big generous me. Aww. <laughs> it's okay. Topher, what, do you, what do you think about this whole deal? I like it. I like that they do that with every game that it's not always the same thing. I mean if you look at something like Prince of Persia, you know, which is basically the, the same fucking game with a more emo coat of paint. Um <laughs> I I like that, but it's different every time. That's uh, almost ballsy in a, in a way. 
and I, I can appreciate that about it. But I'm not right. going to sit here and, and go on and pretend that I have played any more than the second one, and know what the fuck I'm talking about. So we can <laughs> just move right along. You've got you've got a one up on on me at least, or you've many people who have ever been on the podcast. No, no, I have, but like I. Not knowing about something uh, is very seldom an excuse to not talk about it, at least where the pod toyed world is often concerned. But um, yeah, I, I'm really actually looking forward to seeing more cutscenes. Uh, oddly enough, because I remember, I mean, I was I was reasonably young when when Abe's Odyssey came out, but my favorite part of that those games by far were the the cutscenes because the art direction was so cool and. I, again, the universe is really neat and everything. Like the, the, all the all the allegorical stuff about the you know pollution and, and corporations and stuff was, sort of went over my head. But I know that I like the fact that the evil aliens in the game didn't have arms because they were basically just suits with heads. And you know, <laughs> the idea that Abe's mouth was like stitched shut, I thought was really really cool. So I'm 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 going to be very curious to see if they can create that same. I mean, I'm sure they will be able to create at least the same level of awesomeness, but uh, using. Th- this gen, I have to be really careful not to say next gen now. But this oh. gen uh, graphics to, to make those sort of cutscenes and stuff. I want to see if it's you know going to be as good. Um, holy shit, everybody! It's Jim Sterling. Oh my god! That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so sad. Holy shit! Hi, Jim. <laughs> Hi, Jim. Hi. Hi, I just swung by the office and. Doing one of those wacky cameos. Oh, you never know when it's going to turn up, do you? It's so crazy around here. I should, I should, I'm, I'm considering doing an editing one of those sitcom things where, like, you know, a character enters and then all of a sudden the audience goes apeshit and starts applauding even though they know he's probably going to show up anyway. Just stumble through the door like Kramer and start spouting Yay. off racist tirades. Um, I. I really shouldn't do podcasts at four in the morning. Things like this happen. We're happy oh, to have you. Maybe we shouldn't do podcasts at nine o'clock at night. Yeah, think yeah. about that. Right. Oh. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm done think- I'm done nobody, should, nobody should be recording video game podcasts when they can hear birds outside. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I very much appreciate the sacrifice you make to be on this show, honestly. I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm the fucking host, and I don't know if I could stay up until four doing this bullshit. Um, but speaking of bullshit, our next news topic. Um, now, Jim, I'm, I'm actually glad Jim showed up when he did, because I know you made the news post about this. Uh, the, the guy who made Devil May Cry is compl- complained recently that action games since Devil May Cry have not evolved from the formula in any way. And my questions are for everybody. Um, a is he right, and B uh, did Devil May Cry evolve us in any way? <laughs> I, Jim, Jim, what do you think? Have we talked about Beyond Good and Evil yet? Yeah, we have. Yeah. We spooked all about it. Ah, fuck. <laughs> you can still talk about it though, because no, no, no. Let's talk about Devil May Cry. I'm sure that's much more. That's going to be much more satisfying for me. It's just, there's, so, there's so little chances to get lots of positivity out of you, and it's like the one time it was a possibility. It's been like <laughs> just grabbed from us by your alarm clock. I was, I was having a little sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> that was, okay, that was adorable. 
Ashley Davis's throne has just been superseded. Damn. By me, which is just that's creepy. That shouldn't be What are you talking about, Jim? You're my big cuddly bear. Oh. Now really say say biscuits. Say biscuits. No. You're gonna fucking kill me, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not your fucking brick parrot. My fucking girlfriend does that. Wheels me out to entertain her parents. Look, the the Brit's going to say something British. Look how he says plaster instead of band-aid. Oh, that's so cute. Now go back into your corner and eat your soup. (laughs) Spell colour. Spell (laughs) colour. Oh, man. What are we talking about? Uh, video, something Hi. about video games. Oh, yeah. Uh, Devil May oh, Cry. Yeah. Devil May Cry. Um, yeah, apparently video games, 3D action games have not evolved since Devil May Cry blazed trails. Um, and he believes he's the only man in the world with the balls to evolve 3D action games. You know, fuck, fuck God of War. Then why that doesn't he try doing so? He's busy. <laughs> Making Devil May Cry. Making Devil May Cry he's got a... doesn't do what he <laughs> just claimed he it did. He's like the first one, I think. I mean, I'm interested to see what he thinks of the sequels, what he thinks Capcom have done with his Trailblazer, which apparently um, the Trailblazer is just a, the same as some Dreamcast game which came out like a year or two before, but that didn't happen. Um... I don't know if that's quite arrogant. Apparently he's usually quite a modest man, but he, I don't know, must have just had arrogant milk on his cornflakes that morning, so I don't know. But, yeah, I thought it was quite, I don't know, it didn't sit well with me, especially since 3D action games, it's not, it's not, it's A, not that easy to innovate in it, and B, I'm not someone who thinks innovation is important as long as the game is good. And there's been plenty of good games. I mean, if God of War isn't innovative, well, who cares? It doesn't really matter that it does new things. It just does them very, very well. So, that's my take on it. Right on. What about the rest of yours? That was worth having me on. That was worth shoehorning me in <laughs> an hour late for that, <laughs> that insight. Yeah, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I was glad yep. to hear it. Bring Jim on, he'll say good games are good. <laughs> uh, t- uh, Topher, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. I think I really enjoyed Kingdom Hearts 2. And I'll try to turn that into something. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. Do you, have yeah. a, do you have a timeline as to when that, that might be? No. I was hoping you'd help me out with that. <laughs> yeah. 24 um, to 36, I think. I, 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 so, while you're on your west coast over there, like, you know, eating dinner, I'm, uh, it's a little <laughs> later than that that's, over here. That's fair. Well, I, I guess I guess putting Sephiroth and Goofy in the same game can be construed as innovative. I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about mechanically the action in that game. The combat. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Did you play it? Yeah, well, I, nothing really struck at me as particularly innovative about it. What makes you say that? Just the, the combat was was brilliant. 
the character animation and just everything about it. You know, with the with the triangle command, and I just loved it. I could I could pop that in now and then and just play it. Yeah. I'll just like level grind, even though I'm maxed out. That was just, an just to play it because it's so much fun to play. Aaron, what were you saying? And turn your mic up. Oh, mm, sorry. Um, that was an unexpected response. I wasn't expecting anyone to say something like that. That's bizarre. Um, I uh, oh god. I don't he know. He could say it again. Yeah, he could. <laughs> and just blow me away again. My point is no. that's something that's something uh that to me was innovation since you know. See Devil that's May the thing, Cry. I didn't think they were bad. It just didn't seem like a huge step forward from a game like, you know, Devil May Cry, which I think was a big step forward for the third person action genre, but I mean especially it, like it's not at at the heart of it. I mean it's just, you know, you're running around, it's an action RPG, whatever, but Yeah. Just the it was way good. Was, yeah, I can the appreciate way that. It that. Was executed was an absolute triumph, as far as I'm concerned. That's yeah. one of the only games. It's one of the only action games that I will still go back and play just to play because it's yeah. so much fun. And it's got nothing to do with Square or with Disney or you know any of that. It could have been yeah. the characters could have been anything. You could take any characters and and run them on that same engine, and it's just a blast to me. I don't know what it is. It's just. The character animation is so smooth, and everything is just so fluid and fun. It's just a blast to play. Would it still be as so much fun for him, if it for was him to his... say that that nothing's changed or anything's been, you know? I'm not sure. I can't really put my finger on what they did, but they did something very right. Yeah, I can't. I can't say for you know. I I wouldn't say that the genre has necessarily evolved at all, but I would change the date of you know, like the day that it stopped. Uh, a little bit. I think the last third-person uh, action game that really did shit in an innovative and amazing way was God Hand, and I don't think any game has done it as well as God Hand since then. I mean, God <laughs> Hand obviously had... doesn't pay. What's that? Because it obviously doesn't pay to be anything like God Hand. Yeah, obviously. Well, I mean, like, you know, that game had a shitload of problems. I mean, it, it really did, but but fuck, it was so... I mean, once you actually learn how to play and once you get over yourself with, ah, oh, Todd... And uh, the camera sucks. <laughs> it's one of the most rewarding and satisfying games you can play ever. Like it's it's you can punch a guy into space. You can punch a guy into space, but more than that, it's like being able to like craft a combo. Like Christ, that's one of the things that I spent. There's like over like a like 300 different kinds of punches and kicks and shit in that game that you can string together and make your own custom combos and shit. I spent so much time fiddling with that, like making the perfect combo, one that would elevate a guy just right off the ground, so once he was at a certain height, I could punch him in the balls, and then he'd fall to the ground and be like, ow, my balls, and then he'd get up and be really pissed, and I could kick him in the throat and he'd die. Like, that shit's amazing. Um, but, but, you know, as, as this guy observed, you know, I mean, well, yeah, Devil May Cry 4 is just Devil May Cry. I mean, it's, it's not that big of a deal, but... But and you know God of War two is God of War one and God of War three will be God of War one as well um, and that's that's well and good and all but yeah I want more games like God Hand like that's my dream third person game it's so much fun it's like yes god damn it I think that was also part of my point was that Kingdom Hearts two wasn't necessarily just Kingdom Hearts one mm-hmm. I mean Kingdom Hearts one was good but two just delivered. Right on. And let's not, not forget sure the many exactly the it. many blazes trailed by Dynasty Warriors. Yes. <laughs> Lest we not. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, did you say trails? 
<laughs> I think I think that game or that series blazes only one particular trail. It does so it, very well. It, it innovates by um, repeating. And I can't even no, I can't. I can't even find a comedy way to. <laughs> did, wait, but did you say blazes I, I, trailed? Because that would be awesome if you did. Oh, probably. <laughs> it's five in the morning. I don't know what I'm saying. I, I apologize. I'm not I responsible for any of my actions. Then say something really racist, and then it's okay. <laughs> um, I could. I'm not gonna. <laughs> Fair because enough. Albert. Because otherwise we've got an epileptic gaming. Oh, Harold, me oh. situation going on. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, Ashley it's Davis. Funny because th- <laughs> Ashley Davis. Um, what? Oh, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, things <laughs> that you could talk about. What do you think? Um, I, I don't think I have anything really. <laughs> I-, I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> well, as opposed, as opposed to the rest of us who try to fill in with like, you like know, uh, it, yeah, no, no, I no, I, 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 and I totally commend Ashley for that because that's what I should have said. <laughs> well, I mean, this is my first time doing this sort of thing, and I haven't quite gotten the the bullshitting part of it down quite yet, but maybe with some. Not a bad thing to not be good at lying. <laughs> yeah, you have not like you learned how to get rid of your own dignity and sense of self respect in order to just. Throw out completely worthless yeah. gab to entertain people yeah, who never, are working. She'll never be a fucking game journalist with that attitude. <laughs> do you want to? Do, do you want to have integrity and honesty, or do you want to be a fucking journalist? You gotta, <laughs> you know, draw the line and decide yeah. where you are. These things cannot exist. Yeah, look what happened to Gerstman. What happened yeah. to you? <laughs> you could be working for a site with a silly name, like Giant Bomb. I think that's a silly name for a website. It is. That's. Like, I mean, you might as well it. call your website Huge Failure or something. <laughs> he should have. Yeah. Did... Or Shack News. <laughs> Fuck you, you get to play Left 4 Dead. No matter how bad that's your website may or may not be, it gets you perks that I cannot even begin to dream of. No, no, no. It's living in fucking Washington State that gets me perks, dude. Valve is, like, down the road for me. It's, the, you know... That, that and me and Doug Lombardi, right? Like, you can't see this, but I'm crossing my fingers. Oh, I knew you were going to make that joke. I like knew it. This. Like this. Like this, yeah. <laughs> fucking knew it. <laughs> my ire for you grows by the hour. Yeah. Um, reader questions. Let's do reader questions. Uh, Tompy Tears asks, what... Does the type what okay? What do the type of games you play and the way you play them say about your personality? I.e., you guys. And he's. I mean, he, this. This is. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. He's making an assumption that they do say something about you. But I would ask, do you think they actually say anything about you? Does the fact that Samit Sarkar actually plays fucking Madden and those games that all of us are like horrified of, as if they were, you know, they would they would make us unclean or something like that? Does that is that is that different from a person who exclusively plays action games or exclusively plays RPGs or something like that? Yeah, um, it's different in that he yeah. likes sports. Like what a <laughs> what a fucking revelation that is! Like he likes football. <laughs> Holy shit! You know, God damn it! I I hate that. I'm sorry. I'm 
God. Oh, I, I know Summit personally, and he's actually second. one of the coolest people I know. Yeah, and, no, no, no. I mean, like, and that's the thing. It's like, I, even all, like, I play fucking NHL. I bought NHL 08, like, the other day. I finally got a cheap copy of it. It's fucking rad. I like hockey a lot. That doesn't make me everything about you. It explains yeah, but, everything about yeah. your person. No, no, no. Okay, all right. I just need to, I need to be angry for a second. Anyone who fucking thinks, like, this is why, oh, God. I, I hate the, it's, it's like this, this pitchfork media hot topic bullshit where people define themselves by the shit that they like or consume. And it's, it's like, uh, uh, you know, what kind of game do you play? Well, obviously, if you play it, like, anyone who scoffs, if I, you know, like, if, if I know a guy who, who says, like, yeah, well, I think that this intellectual game is blah, 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 and this, and if, if he basically sounds like me and Anthony wrapped up into a little ball, and then he spits out something like, and you know what else I really like? Army of Two. And you, and you write that guy off, you're a fucking douchebag. Because, you know, like, I, I, no. I don't define myself by the shit that I like. Like, that's dumb. Like, no. I'm it not a good dumb. person because I like beautiful Katamari or some shit. I'm not. I... <laughs> You know, I'm I'm not deep because I love eco. I'm not. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a heartless, selfless, selfish fucking prick, and no amount of really great games on my shelf are going to change that. So no. Does anybody have a uh, different response that will insult the guy who asked the question slightly less? <laughs> my response is exactly the same as Lindy's. So uh, yay, yeah, me too. Uh, yay, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> Mine's the same as Aaron Lindy's, except I add that if you liked Mass Effect, you're a prick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tempted to give stupid pricks. I'm tempted to give Tompy Tears the twenty-five bucks this week just because we all shat on him for asking that question. (laughs) Like I feel so bad for like bringing up his question just so we could all be like, "You were so wrong in so many ways, and you should have, you know." Uh, I'm just gonna stop before I get even meaner. Um. And now that I've said that on air, I have to give him the 25 bucks. So congratulations, Tompy Tears. Um, <laughs> Aren't you afraid, though, this is going to set, like, a really bad precedent? Where people yeah. are just going like, to look for the question that will piss me off the most. <laughs> it's that kind of... And just start asking me the fucking kind, most... It's that, that kind of failure reward that makes Paris Hilton as famous as she is. So thanks for contributing oh God. to the reality Never TV. accuse me of that. I refuse Reverend to be... I refuse to be looped in with that sort of bullshit journalism. Reverend Hilton. Oh, God. Tompy Tears doesn't get the award anymore. (laughs) I'm just going to burn the 25 bucks and then videotape it on YouTube, and then it'll be a statement. Um, I think it'll be a bold stand against the way society is headed if you don't give Tompy Tears the 25 (laughs) bucks. And instead... PayPal him a punch in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, John, John the like. How do you how do you really transition from something that wonderful? Uh, John the Crow asks the latest Doctor Boa post sparked quite a debate over artistic integrity versus the business aspect of the gaming industry, uh, i.e., making games to make money. Given that no game made solely to express an artist's abstract ideas can hope to become a huge seller, and that no game made solely and soullessly to generate the maximum revenue will be viewed as a piece of true art, where is the middle ground? How does a game developer decide where the buffer zone between I need to express these ideas I have and I need to put food on the table lies? Is it even possible to achieve a perfect balance between the two? Now, I know you can... Um, this is me talking now. That, that question's now over. But I know you can, we can have this discussion about all forms of media 
But, I mean, given the fact that we're seeing such a sequel-oriented uh, trend in games, do you guys... What do you got? What do you guys think about this? This difference between, I, I guess, making your own ideas and getting your own messages out there versus making making that money. Um, Ashley. Um. Well, I mean, the money aspect of it is pretty pretty important, but I, I don't know. I'm nobody knows who I am, but I am somewhat of an artist and I can see that I can see why somebody would want to make something beautiful and put it out there for hopefully a lot of people to see. And that, you know, as, as we all know, that often, um, doesn't work. It, you know, some, some really great games are never, um, never appreciated as, as much as they should be. Um, it's, I imagine it's kind of hard to find the balance between, um, between making something like that and tying in like something that, that, that the majority of people would want. Um, now, my opinion of of what uh, a really I, I like I like to play games that are very artistic and make some sort of statement like that. I'm just a big art fuck though, so that's why I do it. Um, but I I don't know this. This is why I don't make games. I I would probably make something that would would mean something but nobody would buy um but would that upset you as an artist um no not really i i I don't know i um the satisfaction i would get from seeing it complete and out there and and a lot of times you know things like that become a big underground success and even though they don't make a lot of money um the word spreads around and you know the message gets somewhere um so that i I don't know money's not that big of an issue to me but i mean of course it is to a game developer that's why that's why i probably wouldn't be a very good developer (laughs) uh jim what do you think there's no excuse for Bliss Island when Half-Life exists. That's pretty much it. That's, you know, there's artistic creativity, you know, artistic merit in a video game and sales are not mutually exclusive. It can be done. Um, But at the same time, I don't know. Oh. Now I'm going to come. Jimmy, you're going robot. Can you repeat everything you said, said after but? Okay, but after you, after you said me, I yeah, okay. didn't say anything else after <laughs> but. Um, actually, for, forget I just said what I just said because that contradicts other things I've said in the past. I'm not good at <laughs> I need to have another little sleepy and then come back. Um, no, I mean, well, you're a no, games the, journalist. That's this is what we were talking about. Ashley, this yeah. is what you have to be. Come on. 
Go ahead, Jim. On the on the one hand, you know, games like Half Life <laughs> prove that you know you can have a very well crafted artistic game and still sell. Um, but then, of course, that flies in the face of things like Okami and um, Killer Seven, which are very artistic but didn't sell much at all. Um, so you kind of can't blame um, developers and publishers for doing a load of sequels because they're what sell. But at the same time, I think okay, sell. I mean, well, they should do what Ubisoft does, um, and I. Shocked that I'm using Ubisoft as an example because I'm not a big fan of half of what they do. But I mean, if that if that clandestine deal they did with Michael Ansel is correct, it's probably a good way to do things. Yes, do some very mainstream friendly bunch of sequels like the uh, Raving Rabbids games, and use that to justify doing a less successful game like Beyond Good and Evil, which was very artistic. And that's probably the best way to do things. But, I mean, I don't think it's that hard to do a well-selling game that is also artistic. I don't think the two have to be mutually exclusive and games like uh, Half-Life and even things like Elder Scrolls and that lot. Um, and Bioshock, of course, prove that you can sell a game um, and still be very artistic. And I wish a, a few more developers would kind of have the have the guts to do that. Even even though, um, well, I mean, even though uh, mainstream audiences don't can't always be trusted to buy these artistic games. Usually, half of them don't know about it. So you know, maybe if publishers marketed those games more and had the confidence to market games like Higami and Killer7, we wouldn't have that, you know, the problem of them not selling. Because I doubt, you know, I doubt most gamers knew Okami even exists. I can dig it. I'm done. Um, Topher, what do you think? I was going to make the same point that Jim made, that, you know, um, Burnout 27 is going to pay for Things like Psychonauts or, or Eco, and and at the same time, uh, Jim's other point that um, I think a lot of those really artistic games aren't pimped the way they should be. I mean, if you look at um, Eco and Shadow of the Colossus, you know Shadow of the Colossus did much better than Eco did because you know there were ads all over magazines, TV, everywhere, and it just had more exposure than Eco did, even though it wasn't necessarily a better game. Okay, Aaron. Um, I I like the idea of uh, <clears throat> you know doing what Michel Ansel is doing, and uh, you know financing a game based off of the success of an established franchise and and pimping out something like Raven Rabbids and doing it that way. I like that, but also but the thing about that is it's sort of um. You need to have someone who's artistically inclined and wants to do games like that in the first place. Um, I don't think Cliffy B wants to do a game about a guy discovering himself on a rowboat in a fucking Ireland or some shit. I, I don't know. I, like he, <laughs> Cliffy you know, B does it, the old man in the sea. Yeah, 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 or some shit. Or, or you know, one of those really... or Yeah, The English Patient or some shit by Cliffy B. It's not, it's, that's never going to happen. Um, because, you know, it's... it's you know. Big name designers are almost kind of like surgeons, right? I mean, you don't take you don't take battles that aren't going to pay off. I mean, you don't you don't uh, 
a lot of a lot of people. I mean, obviously, there have been many developers who have gone that route and made the unpopular decisions and made something that maybe wasn't necessarily the next gen. You know, rock your face off with a fucking you know cock shaped guitar and shit, and you know next gen grays and browns and shit and all that poppycock. Um, <clears throat> but those guys are tend to be few and far between. Most developers want to make shitloads of money, and it's it's hard to make that risk. So I, but in terms of um, his question, I think that. I don't know. I I don't. I, as we established on our art house episode of Podtoid, games that are made purely for artistic expression as opposed to fun don't really rub me the right way. Um, some of them do. Passage was good, but there was that one. What was the one with the circles and all that bullshit, Anthony? The Marriage or Stars Over Half Moon Bay? Yeah, The Marriage. And God bless that guy for commenting on our story and, and listening to us and actually respecting taking a picture our of himself wearing a scarf. Yeah, and I felt so terrible. Well, it made me feel so bad. It made me feel so bad, but at the I same time, the I whole... was so like that. The guy that made that is a fucking great guy, <laughs> and that he has a, 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 the ability to, to have a sense of humor about it. You know, kudos to him. But the thing is, you know, games like that, I don't want. I don't want developers to make games like that because games like that aren't fun, even if they do make a point. I like. I'd like games to make a point as well as being fun, and and making something fun uh, and making you know, design decisions that, that lend themselves towards quality gameplay are inherently tied to the market in what's working and what isn't. You know, if you look at every game that's employing like the Gears of War style camera over the shoulder camera, that's just something that works now. It's, you know, it's a design, it's a design decision that's been accepted as pretty much the norm um, and, uh, you know, and it, it helps to make things fucking fun. I'm really excited about the fact that's going to be in Metal Gear, you know, but um, you know, it's. I think it's. It has to be complimentary. Uh, but if it comes down to games like Beyond Good and Evil 2, it's like yes. If that's how it has to happen, I don't care. Just, just make games like that. No matter how it has to be financed, no matter who you have to blow or or who you have to kill or whatever, I don't care. You know. Um, but I, I personally just, I don't want to see purely artistic expression games, unless they're Killer Seven, which is pretty fucking cool. But that game was also fun. So, you know, it is what it is. I- I could not disagree probably any more than I do right now. But Jim, why did you feel bad when Rod Humble foot took those pictures? Well, because he's because I spent what did I call him like a, a uh, trick probably? Yeah, he and, said he, and, he, he was, he was wearing scarves indoors, and he was saying he he said like, oh, what a lovely bit of mise en scène before basically masturbating all over himself. Yeah. Oh, well, like yeah. I think no. I, I feel the same way Jim does because it's just, even when I go to like a like a publisher for a fucking uh, product demonstration for an actually commercially available game, I always feel bad telling when the developers are right next to me. If there's something I don't like, they're like, "What do you think about this?" I can never tell them how I honestly feel with their face. Like that's why I felt bad when he showed up was because I didn't want him to actually hear me say those things. I just assumed that no one ever listened to us. You know. Um, you know because if you put your heart and soul into something, I never want to stamp on that. You know the way that we stamp on games so often. Like, imagine the guy whose fucking shoebox dreams for the, his whole life was Assassin's Creed, and then he the game comes out, and it's a pile of shit, and I'm sitting here like, that game is a fucking pile of shit, and if you play it, you deserve to be killed. Like, I don't want to tell that guy that. You know? That's his, that's his life. That's his work, man. I felt terrible <laughs> when I saw that he wrote back. It's All like right. a monkey. Um, is it? I mean... <laughs> yeah. Please, by all means, elaborate. <laughs> Because a monkey does a big shit on your floor and throws shit at you, but monkeys are really funny as well, so you can't feel too angry at the monkey for throwing shit at you, because you could give it a little tea teacup, and it would start drinking from it, and it would look fucking brilliant. 
What the hell? Jim? I'm still not seeing the connection. Are you the monkey? No, no, the the artist is the monkey. The shit is his games. And <laughs> little teacup is him taking a photo of himself wearing a scarf. See, it all makes sense. You Are you sure it, you it, felt it, bad? Because in explaining why you did, you somehow managed to insult him even more than you did on the original episode. What? You wouldn't want to be compared to a noble monkey. I... I can honestly say, I would. You've got me. Monkeys are brilliant. Monkeys are brilliant. They're like a satire of humans. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, final question tonight from Brilliant. Um, I thought it was actually a really neat question, and I hope that we can get some answers to it. But he says, what is the most aggressively sexist but critically appreciated, in all capital letters, game? So you're not allowed to say BMX, XXX, and then move on, because... I mean, do you, well, I think this is an interesting question actually to ask you initially, Ashley, because uh, my understanding is that you have a vagina, and the per- <laughs> portrayal of people with vaginas in video games is not the most even-handed. I, I, do you do you feel like games are aggressively sexist? I mean, do, do you think of, of any games that are very very popular that we tend to like as critics that are still kind of sexist? Um, you know, I. You may think that I'm a good person to ask about that, but as much as... Was I mistaken about your vagina? (laughs) No, no. (laughs) But, um, I... (laughs) I'm pretty sexist myself. So, um, that sort of stuff doesn't really bother me, and I don't really look for it. The minute Um, that Ashley yells at someone, she orders herself to get back to the kitchen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Does anybody else? I mean, is 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 this something that jumps out at anybody else, or am I the only one who thought this was? No, no, no. I, I kind of agree. I, I'd be hard. I mean, I'm sure that my my ultra liberal feminist friends. And the thing is, I'm pretty ultra liberal myself. I'm just not a dyed in the wool feminist. But I went to a liberal arts college, as we've talked about before, which is always fun because I get to talk about people that I don't like. Um, but. Uh, uh, I'm sure they'd have something to say about it. Like, uh, maybe uh, Final Fantasy Ten Two. I don't know. It's all Charlie's Angels and Retard, and they're, like, giggling and jumping around and shit. I think it's just... It's not so much games that, you know, are... are, are have feature sexist characters. I think it's more about, like, games that feature dumb, stupid, you know, half-retarded women that can't wipe their own asses and need a big, strong man to help them out. I, I think there are a lot That's of games That's not like- sexist? No, no, that's what I'm saying. I think it's not like it's not sexist the way that that, um, not like a deliberately like angry pointing the finger sexist. It's it's sort of like just a, here's a character that we're going to consider to be like the archetypal woman in this game, and yeah, so it is very sexist. I just I'm, I'm trying I'm differentiating between like you know, fuck you, you're a woman and you're stupid, and just presenting a stupid woman, you know, as okay. as your as your female archetype. It's kind of like indirect sexism. Like, like, portraying them as, like, a brave heroine, but they also, like, you know, have all these really dumb fucking traits, like Final Fantasy right. X, too. Um, Topher, what do you think? I couldn't have thought of a more perfect example than Final Fantasy X, too. I thought that playing all the way through that game. And beyond that, I have nothing to say. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly why I've never played X, too. I don't have the goo, Anthony, so I don't know what you're asking me to tell you here. The the goo? I don't have a vagoo. Oh, a vagoo. (laughs) I've never heard it euphemized as that. That is incredible. (laughs) I'm going to have to find an excuse to, like, 
just throw that into regular conversation tomorrow just so I can rationalize my having heard it. I don't even recognize what it is when it's said aloud. I mean, <laughs> I, I do now that I thought about it, but when he first said it, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, Jim, <laughs> Jim, what do you think? Um, I don't know what the most sexist, successful game is, yet I still know it's Japanese. <laughs> it's probably a something, pretty good assumption. Yeah, something it's, it's a gives safe. me that feeling. Probably <laughs> the most race, successful racist <laughs> game as well. Probably comes from Japan. Um, I don't know. Doki Doki Mazu Shimpan. Those, those. There is a giant Iroji, rapey, rapey, punchy, cunty games. They're pretty successful over there. All that, um, all that stuff. Um, usually involving children getting raped, but they're not children because nobody says the age. Don't ask, don't tell. Um, they're pretty successful. What was that one that Dale posted about the other day, where you basically kick the shit out of Mai from King of Fighters and then rape her? That's probably going to sell millions. Um, because people like rape. So, if it works, you know. Don't ask, don't tell, you know. You can't understand Japanese, you don't know if she's saying yes or no, so everything's kosher. Not that I have, not that I think those games should be banned or anything, I just wouldn't ask you to look after my small children or household pets if you played them. Again, a perfect note to end this week's podcast with. Um, I would very much like to thank... Uh, and Tony why Cantler. the tentacles? It's not like, you know, it's, it's as if rape isn't bad enough. It's got to be with tentacles. It's like, rape isn't extreme enough anymore. How can we... Ma- ah, big fucking octopus. It's just... It's ridiculous. You know, it's like drawings of women with massive tits the size of gorillas' heads isn't enough. We've got to put a dick on her as well that's the size of a bus. <laughs> it's like, there's no end to Japanese decadence. They want everything, and they want it the size of everything. Which is amazing, because their mobile phones are very small. It's like well, the mean, other way round. It's like how someone buys a massive car to compensate for his tiny dick. They're drawing massive penises to compensate for their <laughs> tiny machines. God, it's... Oh, it's fucked up. You know, I was really worried there that we were going to go an entire potoid without bringing up rape once. Like, I was really petrified. <laughs> I was like, it might happen. Well, put those fears to rest, Aaron Lindy, because Jim <laughs> Sterling joined the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I've dodged um, a bullet for us. Yeah. <laughs> Always appreciate it, Jim. We have we we should have like one of those um things that they have at factories like it's it's a, a chalkboard, you know, how many days without an accident, except it's how many days have we gone without mentioning rape in a positive light. And it's just <laughs> it's constantly on zero, like in ink. There's no real way to erase it just because we know it it would have to be right next to the how many days have we gone without mentioning Nicole Weeby's uh uh billboard. Oh thing. god, Nicole Actually- Weeby would get it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'd and fuck so- it till she looked like Skeletor. <laughs> so it begins. <laughs> anyway, oh, um, thank you, Ashley Davis and Topher Cantler, for coming on on pretty short notice. 
Uh, thank you, Jim, for, for joining us and helping us dodge that bullet, as you said. And Aaron, of course, sure. for always being on. And Adam for recording, as always, and putting up with our bullshit. And you, the listener, for, for listening. And Tompy uh, Tears for taking the massive amount of financial cock-teasing and verbal abuse that I'm sure you, will ha- you have just gone through. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks very much for listening. Alors je t'ai accompagné, on a chanté, on a dansé, et l'on n'a même pas pensé à s'embrasser. Oh Champs-Élysées, oh Champs-Élysées, au soleil, sous la pluie, à midi ou à minuit, il y a tout ce que vous voulez aux Champs-Élysées. You know, like London or anything, but Christ. In like Eastern Europe, in uh, uh, Latvia, they had a <laughs> uh, they had a candy. I think it was like a it was like a wafer bar. And it was called like uh, Crunch Castle. <laughs> <laughs> Could you say that again, please? Crunch Castle. And every time you like, uh, and and every time they had it, it was <laughs> like. I mean, okay. Uh, Don't worry. Are you, so saying, far, are you I... saying Crunch Castle? Crunch. No, no. <laughs> Crunch. Crunch. Oh, like I thought it was Crunch Castle too, and I was perfectly happy to accept it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not too interested in tasting it now that I know. It's <laughs> that was boring. Well, we yeah. can analyze what he said because I got it recorded now.